Welcome to the Salesforce Drop, presented by Anubis Solutions. Each episode, we will bring you some of the best stories from the world of enterprise technology. We invite industry influencers to provide unique commentary and useful information on the stories shaping our ecosystem. I am your host, Alex Garcia, CEO and co-founder of Anubis Solutions. Don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. On this episode of the Salesforce Drop, Salesforce DevOps and SOX compliant utilizing Compato suite of products with Tostin Haugerud. So let's just dive right in. Welcome, Tostin. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me here, Alex. Yeah, thank you for joining. You know, um, this is a really great opportunity for us to kind of do a um uh, in review of a project, call it a postmortem, an unofficial one, of course. With we don't think we're going to dive into too many details about any clients, but you know, we recently had the opportunity to work on this amazing project uh, for a publicly traded company, and you know, one of the things that uh, we found within this was that there was a lot of options now on the market available, uh, including going the custom route. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself and can you go into and, 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 you know, how did we end up on the solution that we ended up on in the first place? Yeah, definitely. So just sort of by way of introduction on my end, um, I'm currently the technical sales force manager at Headlight, which is um, a small startup doing visual-based inspection technology for the infrastructure construction market. But I've been in the sales force world as a, as a admin and as a manager uh, for I think almost eight years now, and um, had the pleasure of knowing Alex for uh, coming up on two years of that. And um, so we were working on this on this DevOps project, right? Um, and we were looking at solutions, possible solutions to market. And like any sort of you know need for new functionality uh, type of project, we started with a survey. You know what's out there, um, and combine that with what are our needs and um, the former is pretty easy to do, right? You just go into Google and type in the keywords you think everybody is doing their SEO for, you know, Salesforce DevOps and the compliance tool and things like that. And you read the review websites and that gives you a, is it a way to survey the market? I think the harder process is actually to figure out what we really needed um, so that we could competently evaluate those products in a way that was actually gonna be useful for us. You know, and, and, and I think it's really important to highlight that, that there wasn't that necessarily a process before besides the standard um, Salesforce process, right? Right. Uh, and, 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 and anybody who's done development on Salesforce can attest to, to saying that, um, you know, change sets were, are not the easiest to use. And, and there are, you know, traditionally hasn't been many options. Um, you know, I think that as of 2016 and, and a little bit before that, you know, options like GearSet, AutoRabbit um, started to emerge uh, on the market for, for Salesforce. You know, there, there had been DevOps solutions um, for many other platforms. You know, there's Jenkins, there was Azure DevOps, right? All those, all those platforms uh, facilitated the DevOps process for updates of software in a, you know, in an operational way uh, to maximize efficiency. So that, all that kind of existed already. It just didn't exist for the Salesforce ecosystem. 
know, and, and, and I think we came in at a very good time when we, when we uh, began this project because th- the platforms were just about maturing, right? You know, we did the survey, we saw what was out there on the market. And, and you know, I think, you know, we, we, we narrowed it down to a few, right? Can you tell us a little bit about what we were narrowing it down to and where did we end up? Yeah, definitely. Um, and as, as you alluded to, the, the major thing for us was we're, we're using pretty much out of the box tools, right? We have some change sets, gear set for custom code, um, but we weren't using gear set across all aspects of uh, deployment or change management in Salesforce. And so we, we looked at, I think we looked at three, three major options, right? One, and I guess you always have the, the nuclear option of doing nothing, right? Um, which you should always consider, right? To help, uh, help evaluate what's the risk and the value. It's like, well, what if, what if we did nothing? Um, well, we'd save money, but then we'd lose money elsewhere, right? Um, so there's the options were uh, to try to use some of the tools that Salesforce provides and the resources that we had on hand, um, especially through Anube, to build a product that would do what we wanted to do, right? Um, you know, we could do you know, Ant scripts and Jenkins and things like that. We could build something. Um, and there's some tooling out there that Salesforce has some guidance on to do that. Um, and many orgs do that and they're quite successful. We also looked at two other um, providers of DevOps services. So, uh, you know, managed packages for the Salesforce platform. Um, we looked in detail at AutoRabbit and we looked in detail at Copado. Um, in our market survey, those two providers came up as sort of top of the market in terms of functionality, in terms of holisticness, uh, you know, coverage of what we were looking for, and for their ability to provide DevOps tools and compliance tracking tools to an org that was where, where, our, where our company was um, in the marketplace. So um, larger public company with some fairly sophisticated regulatory requirements. That's right. And so, you know, we... Copado offers uh, solutions like Compliance Hub, and I think that that was, you know, one of the key drivers to, you know, why why we chose the, that solution. Um, you know, and, and from a from a compliance perspective, right? Um, it, it really beat out the other solutions in in terms of what it was capable of doing and reporting on. Um, and, and, you know, I know that weighed heavily in this, our decision um, as, as uh, to choose that solution. But in, in your mind, you know, um, w- did you have any other reasons why we chose Copado that, that you uh, want to uh, bring up? Yeah. So I think there were obviously the compliance hub feature or um, sort of module of Copado was a, a huge one for us. Um, and that's something that we knew going into it would be really critical. Um, and we can we can go into what Compliance Hub does and, and how we sort of uh, tooled it to meet our specific scenario. Um, but Capato had other features that were important to us as well. Um, the things that stood out were they have great UX design, right? It's all Salesforce design language. It's not a new thing that's layered on top. It's Copato gets installed in your primary production org. So um, you're not working in two or multiple Salesforce orgs. So that pipeline is managed from your standard production org, um, which also fit with the resourcing and the internal governance structures that we had around how Salesforce should be managed. Um, and then um, finally, it had they had great support. Um, and so 
Um, Alex, you and I worked very closely with um, our implementation manager at Copado to actually understand our current process, map it out, model it, test it in a fully sandboxed environment, and then bring it online in production with significant fault and support from that person at Copado. So shout out to Morgan, who was just awesome throughout our process. Um, and that was a feature that, that really stood out to us. Um, obviously, in retrospect, we're, it was super important. But even going in, it's like, oh, this support for implementation is going to be really, really critical. Yeah, and, and you know, I would say that's the support, right? But also the, the training, right? You know, that we, we had really good stuff from them. Right, right. Yeah, they were, the quality of what they were sending over was high, their ability to follow up, to answer questions. Um, and then on the occasion, the rare occasions where we said, oh, this looks like it is actually an issue. They were actually able to, to take note of that and work it in, 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 you know, obviously safe harbor and all that, but work it into their product roadmap. And so they, they took our feedback to heart, which I think was helpful as well. That's great to hear. You know, a, a lot of the times it, it's hard to get the, that kind of support from rapidly growing organizations like Copado, you know, they're yes. uh, doing so many things and, and growing so fast. So it was very good to see their engagement and the, the sort of the plan, the implementation plan, right? That that was crafted for the success of the project. And was there anything that was particularly difficult about, you know, taking a, a process that already existed and was functioning, albeit not as efficiently as it possibly could have, um, and completely uh, changing it, modifying it, and, and, and even upgrading it to... Uh, exists in a higher regulated environment, you know, what were some of the difficult things that people should watch out for? Uh, I, as, as with any project like this, right? Nothing is, nothing is super easy. Um, and there were some things that were great challenges. Um, the, because we were coming from a fairly unstructured deployment process, but we had something, it wasn't there, there was nothing. We just didn't have a lot of order to what we were doing. Um, I think that's actually more challenging than going from greenfield. Okay, we've only ever done changes directly in prod. What's the sandbox, right? Because then you can just build that scaffolding around you and and jump right into it. But instead, we had to do we had to work live. We had and we couldn't be down um, for two months while we built a new delivery pipeline for Salesforce. Right? We need to keep our business users online and and be responding to their to their inquiries so um that was also a challenge right we had to go and get um senior level support for having even the limited amount of downtime that we did um and so that but there was support for that it's like okay yeah you guys are we're making a big transition we understand we'll we'll work to slightly taper the volume of you know output from your team or you know request for for your team for a little while um, because when you come back online, we know you'll be even more robust. So that was really important. And it was a challenge, right? Just to go up to that level to say, we're going to be retooling for a little bit. Can you give us you know, a week or so where it's super low volume to roll this thing back out? And that, I think that's about all we got. <laughs> if you, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, Alex, but, um, other parts of that process that were challenging, um, were getting everybody up to speed on what DevOps was. Um, I think especially in the Salesforce universe, um, where many people are admins and they come in with the allure of declarative uh, configuration, uh, which is still true and Salesforce keeps pushing towards that. Um, the sort of basic concepts of change management for software are not always front of mind or even 
covered during any Salesforce training or knowledge, even for somebody who's been a Salesforce professional for, you know, for many years, like myself included. Um, so this was, you know, my first deep dive into DevOps as well. Um, obviously the developers in our team had more experience with that. Um, but even if you've been in only Apex all your life and only in the Salesforce environment, um, that may be new to certain developers as well. So making sure everybody was on the same page about what DevOps was and why it was beneficial, just even within our team, um, was really critical because um, the, at times this was feeling like this might be more challenge. Are you adding more steps, more, more tape in our process? And the answer is in some ways, yes, but the idea is one, we need to do it because that's how regulation works. Somebody says, you just have to do this and you don't really get a choice in that. Um, and secondly, that this is actually can be helpful. This is the objectives that we're, we've set out to achieve. And here's the way that implementing Capato is actually gonna lead us towards those objectives. And so having that conversation internally over time um, helped get buy-in from all of our team, which I think we're at what six, seven folks across the deployment were involved in various ways, um, just internally, plus we had the external folks as well. So um, a really, a, a quite a large team in this project and making sure that everybody was on board was really critical. And that was a challenge, right? It's super key points there. Thank you so much. And, and I'm going to kind of reiterate some of the, the really ones that, that stuck out in, in my mind in, in terms of best practices. And that was you know, essentially having the executive buy-in, right? That to support a, a, a large enough process change like that. Um, and then having team alignment is, is super critical. Uh, when when implementing this and and you know there's this mantra that's sometimes popular uh, right depending on where you are in the evolution of the company but sometimes uh, you have to go slower to move faster yes and and I think that that's what actually happened and I was kind of blown away you know everybody everybody took a leap of faith right, right? and knowing that we're we're going to change the way that we do things we've been used to doing things for so long and and we weren't bad at it it just was was like you were saying disorganized and lacked a process right um so you know with with this with this new change yeah that that week was was kind of a we got to hold our breath a little bit right it was a, it was a, a a leap of faith but you know i think almost immediately we saw results from engaging in the new process once we ironed down all the kinks about having everybody enter the information right and you know learn how to use those DevOps tools that like you were saying you know maybe we weren't very familiar with right for like administrators to understand how a repository works into the mix and the pipeline and the committing to that right you know it it, it took a little bit uh, of training uh, and of alignment and I think that those super key points in a successful implementation. And so how did we measure success? Yeah, we, we had two key metrics that we were tracking to figure out, is this actually, did we achieve what we set up to do? Um, and that goes back to at the very beginning, we we're saying, okay, let's look at a more robust DevOps tool and process. The question was why? And that the answers to why should also be our success metrics, right? Because that was the original sort of thing that instigated this project. So we looked at uh, sort of our delta in delivery, right? Was what was the change in what we were bringing, you know, pushing out into production, both in quantity and in quality. And so we wanted to measure change in both of those, both of those um, sort of dimensions. Um, 
of what's being <clears throat> delivered to production versus our, our pre-Copado or pre-DevOps days. The other was adoption by the team. And this goes back to, that was also the hardest step in the process is just like any Salesforce implementation writ large, it can only be as useful as the amount of users or the adoption that you have, right? You could have the best, cleanest, most awesome Salesforce setup, but if nobody's using it, it doesn't matter. Conversely, your Salesforce could be a spider web and a rat's nest, like as we know, many of them are, but if people are in there every day and they're getting, they're getting useful value out of it, then it's a useful tool. It can probably be improved, um, but that, that, so that for us was a key sort of internal metric was, is everybody using Copado and are they using it successfully? And so we, we listened for feedback on that and we would iterate, okay, what's a challenge here? How can we improve that? Let's go back to the training resources that Copado has provided or the implementation guide or what we said we would do in our process and then check, were we actually doing that? No, you know, like you were saying, you know, it, it, took, it took a couple iterations to iron out the kinks of it. And, and eventually we were able to measure success with, with sort of seeing an increase in our productivity right. uh, and compliance success, right? Everything was now being tracked and all the user stories, all of user requests, all the changes to the system you know, were, were now in one place that was auditable and, and worked as, as a system. So ultimately, would you call the project a success? Ultimately, yes. Um, I think we were successful. Um, we, we increased our velocity of changes um, and we increased the quality of what we were doing, right? Lower bug rates. Um, we, were, had, we were better able to track you know, requests, uh, get those features and those particular specifications into our user stories um, in a more structured way. And so not only were we delivering higher quality, but we could actually validate that and say, yes, here's what was requested versus here was, here's what was delivered. Um, and we, that got more transparent. Um, and then on the compliance side, as you alluded to, Alex, that was a major win for us as well, right? That we now through Capato and by committing internally to full adoption, we knew that all change that was going, uh, that was occurring in Salesforce was moving through our development pipeline. And therefore it had, you know, a, a a paper trail effectively through Copado. And we were then able to audit the content of the changes using Compliance Hub. And that made that made me happy as a product owner and because I now had greater visibility and reportability into what we were doing as a team. And it made our external stakeholders, especially in compliance and regulation, really happy because they could now say, can you give us an example or can you show on this day or you know in this in this time frame? what changes occurred or when an auditor comes and says, tell me exactly why you did this thing and that you proved that you followed the process you said you would follow to make this change. And with Capata, we could do that. We had every piece of that logged, timestamped, owners assigned. Um, and, and when something was a little bit odd or off, we could go and deeply investigate. We had a running log, not just for what you know, would show up in the audit trail, but also how we got there. Um, because as we know, the setup audit trail in Salesforce is, um, it's fairly flat. It doesn't have much depth to it. And so Copado gave us that depth we needed to, to meet the demands or the, the requirements that we had on the compliance and regulatory side, which is, I think, a, a pretty impressive uh, thing for it to do. And so we were really happy about that. Excellent. Yep. And, and so from just 
developers to DevOps and SOX compliance, right? I think, you know, we were able to both reorganize, optimize, and strengthen the development pipeline at this at this project. And you know, I, I think, you know, at the end of it, yeah, we, we had some, some great metrics and, and you know, the, like you were saying, the velocity increased and that was the most surprising thing. Right. You know, the velocity to delivery did increase at the end of the day. We even um, began to have um, and and eventually got to a continuous release cycle. So previously, we were only releasing on Fridays, and that was uh, you know if we were you know if we had things enough to release, or um, if we didn't have to do it until Monday because we spent the whole weekend uh, debugging change set errors. So mm-hmm. you know I, I think that not having to to do that and and really. Um, sacrifice our time uh, to meet a deadline from a release perspective. Also, I think uh, made it made it better for the development team as well. So, so you know, I think we we learned a lot. We we definitely got the chance to expand our knowledge and create something that uh, made the company more efficient and met the regulatory requirements that you know we had to operate in. And so, you know, I think. Thank you so much for your time, Tosin. I think this has been great, you know, and, and some some really wonderful and valuable insights about um, you know the DevOps process and what it means for for compliance in a, a publicly regulated environment. Yeah, happy to share my the, my experience and um, and thanks again for for having me here. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the Salesforce Drop presented by Inube Solutions. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts.